Welcome to Triumph and Disaster, a show dedicated to manly creativity and culture. Brought to you by your host, Cameron McHarg. Hey guys, it's Cameron McHarg. We're back for another episode of Triumph and Disaster. And this week I have Fred Jordan. I probably butchered his last name, but Fred, uh, we would probably pronounce his last name Jordan. He's uh, from Blitz Motorcycles in Paris. Um, he's one of the two uh, creators and owners of it. Hugo was actually uh, back in uh, Paris. He was here on vacation. If you don't know anything about Blitz Motorcycles, it is the seriously, it's the coolest motorbike, custom motorbike shop in the in the world, by far, in my opinion. Um, and uh, super cool guy. And uh, we met up uh, at this coffee joint in Venice Beach, and you know we're having a really cool conversation. I was just loving it right off the right off the start, but it started turning into something else. And this is actually a pretty special episode for me. It was just such a cool conversation. I just feel, um, I feel grateful that it was recorded so I can share it with everybody, share it with you guys. Um, you know, he just talked about his mentor, which is, you know, very personal to him and how much he means to him and everything will be up on the blog, triumphandisasterblog.com. And, uh, about the importance of giving, um, and the importance of brotherhood. And this is the whole reason why he does what he does. It's all about that and friendship. And, uh, you know, it really, it really represented what this is all about. You know, um, he's an artist. He's not going to say he is, but he's an artist. He just wants to claim he's just this blue collar guy, but he is that too. But that's the whole point of this. You don't have to be categorized like that. And we talk about this in this, uh, in this episode. And, um, I really love it. hope you guys do too. Here's Fred. All right, so we're on now, and uh, like I said, yeah, this is, uh, as anybody knows who listens to the show, it's very, it's not slick. If you can call the show, it's really fucking relaxed, and so you can do whatever you need. And so we just uh, met just a minute ago, and but we haven't said a word except for I'm going to go get a coffee, so we're just, this is the way it is. Hello, exactly. But we've been, um, so you want to introduce, it's, this yeah, is Fred. My name is Fred. I'm the co-founder of Blitz Motorcycles, which is a custom garage based in Paris, France. And we meet here in, at Deus in LA. Deus is Machina, like the coolest uh, bike place sure. here, yeah. because there's no Blitz here yet. Yeah. We've been talking for a long time, actually, emailing for a long time, like a, Maybe a, something like that, yeah. But we've been in a weird way on kind of communicating even longer, a little bit through my friend who who Miller said to say hi. So you guys know each other, yeah, sort. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, I was going to direct. It's called City. He was starring it. Yeah, we were both in it. So it's called City Auto, and hopefully. Uh, so Hoos is actually right now, he just, uh, today is the last day. I guess I can talk about it because it's whatever, but he's, so he's doing another movie, a smaller movie with Peter Fonda, who, um, I can't say who's interested in maybe being in, in this movie. You know, it's a motorcycle movie, you know that much, but we got some cool people I'm really excited about. So in future episodes, we'll talk more about that, but, but he met, uh, Hugo is your partner's name, right? In Paris, I think. His wife is from Denmark, so I think he was just in Europe and traveling around. Yeah, 
Yeah. Maybe. And I wasn't there. I don't know why, but that's Hugo. Who, yeah, we welcomed him in the garage. That I remember. Yeah. But I wasn't there, unfortunately. Maybe I was. Have you talked to him on the phone or anything or not? I know he's. It's just so Hugo. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. Okay, that's recorded. <laughs> it's set in stone. Yeah. And you're. It's uh. That's huge. That's huge because you're. If people aren't familiar with um with what you guys do, I, I have a. I have a website, triumphanddisasterblog.com, and I'm going to put everything on there. And I'm telling everybody that's listening right now, you guys, it's the coolest shit. <laughs> it's like the coolest shit and the coolest bikes and the coolest design of everything that you do. The the clothes, you guys have these. And I don't get a kickback, by the way, from telling everybody this. But like the t-shirts and, and everything. It's so fucking cool. Everything. And the videos, you guys have. And I'm going to post these up, too. There's... um. I wrote it down. I forget the name of it. Long live the Kings. That's the one. Yeah, it's a Vimeo staff pick. That's one. That's one of the coolest short films I've ever seen, by the way. Yeah. It's not on me. It's on the director of the movie. His name is Clément Beauvais. Uh-huh. And the guy who produced this, produced it is Arthur de Kersoson. They are our two pals, super cool guys from France. And we had a chance to make four movies with them. Mm-hmm. Four of them were uh, staff picked on Vimeo every time. Because they guys, they they don't know a lot about motorcycle first place. Now they do, but when they came to us, they didn't know. Yeah. They just know about brotherhood. What what brotherhood? That's perfect. And actually, we build motorcycles, yes, because that's what we love, and we do that because it's our passion. But we are more attracted by bromance. Tell a story with your brothers. What is it gonna be? You can use a motorcycle. You can use a bicycle. You can use a car. We don't we don't care. What matters is the journey, the story behind all this. You are with your friends, you're going to have a cool time walking the sunset, then having a little bit of beer or a bit of wine or water for me because I don't drink right. on the beach. And that would be the best souvenir ever for the next 10 years of your life. That's what matters. The motorcycle is just a pencil to write a story. That's what we say to all of our customers. We, give, we build you a pencil, and now you're going to write your own story with that pencil. That's, whatever you want with that. It's so perfect. This movie is about brotherhood too. I mean, the one that Hoos came to you about as well, not just the one that uh, Long Live the Kings. Yeah. All the movies are about enjoying the times with your bunch of friends. You can be with girls, you can be with boys. We don't care. Yeah. As long as you're enjoying yourself, having having fun. Life is too short to have fun. So have fun, be yourself, and that's what matters most. We are being ourselves. By building motorcycles, you can be yourself. By playing golf, by singing a song. Right. We don't judge. The matter, what matters is are you happy in what you do. If you're happy, then you then you are settled down. You know your value. You know your weaknesses and strengths. You accept your weaknesses, and you're gonna improve your strengths as much as you can, and you will be a better person. Basically, that's what it is. For us, it went through building motorcycles. How long? How long have you? How long have you had that attitude about brotherhood, or felt that way? Have you? You go go way back many years? Or? I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna, I got a very precise souvenir. Uh, souvenir means memory, oh, right? Sorry, yeah, I know a little bit of French. J'ai compris. I got a precise one. Um, I passed my mechanic degree in 2005 when I was 31 years old. Medical degree? Te- uh, mechanical degree. Mechanical. I was like, so Jesus Christ, you're a doctor too. So. A degree in mechanic, like yeah. engineering type of thing, or med- uh, okay, okay. How to service an engine? Okay. Four stroke engines, 
then I met a guy, unfortunately who passed out this year, but he was he became my mentor. And to all of us, to all the bunch of friends that we are, his name was Becker, like the, the tennis player. Right, Barry Boris. He, his name was Patrick Becker. He was a, a former dentist and he quit everything when he was 47 to live on his own. In a, in a sweet house with a garage, fixing bikes for his friends for free and playing music. That's it. Yeah, that's it. And and doing what with music? Playing music. Playing music. Was he like guitarist or something? Yeah, or? He was a guitarist, okay. And, a songwriter, and it was good, but he didn't want to make any money out of it. He was just being for free for his friends because he had money on the side. For oh, okay. Being a so now he's living the exact life he wants. And yeah, I met yeah. This guy right after I I degreed and I opened my brain, my hands to help him service the bikes. That's how we started customizing the first BMWs. Okay. And then he told me one summer, the next summer, I'm going to take a ride from Paris to very deep south Spain just to eat there. Um, how do you call this? It's like a, 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 a rice meal with a, with a little uh, octopuses. With a little what? Octopuses. Okay. Octopuses. I don't know what that's called. It's right, uh, yeah. It was just a, a, if you think of it later, just let me know and I'll put it in there. Yeah. I said, hold on, you're going to drive 2,500 kilometers just for a meal. So said, yes. <laughs> we're going to do that step by step with, with, a, with another friend of mine. We're going to be just four. Uh, and we're gonna, it's going to take us maybe seven days to go. It's seven days to go back. But as soon as we're there, we're going to eat this thing in Denia, the center of the city. And then we're going to head back towards Paris. <laughs> so it's, that was it. And I said, yes. Summer 2016. That was my first trip, road trip ever, and my first brotherhood experience. Because when you're four of you with very vintage bikes under the heat of Spain, like 47 degrees, yeah, and you have a breakdown in the middle of the fucking desert, and suddenly the bike doesn't start, and you sweat like a pig, and you still have a smile upon your face because you know you're with your friends and you're gonna fix it anyway. For just so Americans know, 47 degrees it, for America, it's like over 100. Yeah, well over 100. It's hot. It's because fucking it's hot. Like yeah. Same here as in it's, it's yeah. You fry. Yeah. Literally, you fry. And still, you're happy. When I, so, we, we did hit Denia. We had this meal. And the next day, we were on the way back home. <laughs> That's so perfect. And it was two weeks of perfect life. Perfect life. We never had any argue with anyone who got lost many times in the night. We got breakdowns. We got pulled over by the police. We looked. We will. One of them lost a part of his bike on the way. Like, like literally, he lost the rear fender and the and the, and the tail light, and they almost hit me. Oh way. shit! But we kept riding, and when I when I got back, I said to this guy uh, Becker, I said, Becker, that was the best holidays in my life. We didn't sleep in a in a proper bed for two weeks. We, we <laughs> sleep sleeping bags on the on the on the ground or. So we slept under the stars. Dude, that's so fucking perfect. And, and I may have taken two showers in 15 days, but I didn't give a shit. Yeah. Just what matters would be with my pals on my iron horse and being a cowboy. And then I met Hugo. I introduced Hugo to Baker. They became good friends. And all my bunch of friends loved Baker and he became our mentor. And then I took all my friends to that kind of ride. Maybe not that far, but at least a kind of... A weekend or something. Yeah. Use travel light. A, a, a toothbrush. And underwear, and that's all you need. Yeah. And tools, a lot of tools. Okay. And that's all you need. And now, they all enjoy that. And then we realized that that's what was the most important thing factor that we would share. It's not about motorcycles. It's about being together. We could do that on horses. We could do, like I said, on bicycles, on in cars. What matters is being with your friend and share a moment of truth. That's the moment. Of truth. So that that changed that trip changed your life literally. Literally, yes, really. 
Yeah. And now if you, if you look at the videos again, now that you know the story behind, you will see how happy we are, even though we, we may not smile on the videos because we are lost in our dreams while we are riding. You see that. Yeah. But we're happy. That we are genuinely happy. Genuinely happy. And that happens when you're a kid. When you're a kid, you are genuinely happy. Right. When you're an adult, you're no more genuinely happy. Right. You always have something upon your Concerns and worries. Yeah. Yes. The taxes to pay, the school to pay for the kids. But when we ride, we forget about all this. We open a bracket, we're going to live a bit of a life, and we close the bracket, and we're back to the normal life. That's what we do. Do you, do, you, do you keep this in mind every time that you build a bike? Always. Yeah? Because, like I said, a bike is a pencil to write that kind of story. And we, we expect the customer to go deep into that, that thing. I'm going to tell you a story. Please, about, please. About a customer. Uh, his name is Jean-Philippe, he's French, and he has a, a production company called Jawa, Jawa Production. That's his company, and he's featuring medical movies during medical operations, and he features them worldwide in other hospitals and universities, so that people can see what the doctors are doing. Okay. Very not sexy, but he's making money out of it. Mm -hmm. And he brought us his bike, and he said, transform it, please, for me. So, of course, the name of his company was Jawa, so we went for a Jawa tank. Jawa being a Czechoslovakian okay. of the 70s. Okay. So we decided to install in his Kawasaki a Jawa tank and, and transform the Kawasaki and turn it into a Jawasaki. Huh. Once the Jawasaki was done, we called him and discovered the bike. He loved it. So, you engraved the name of my company in the tank. I said, no, Jean-Philippe. That's an umbrella of a motorcycle that died years ago. But you, you happen to have the same name as this company. That's why we went for that tank. So he was very touched by this. And then he left with the bike. And two days later, I received an email. When you receive an email from the customer that you gave the bike to, two days after, it's rarely a good sign. Okay. It's most of the time, the bike doesn't start. Something's wrong. Uh, something's wrong with the bike. I lost the headlight, whatever it is. So I was kind of frightened to open the email. Yeah. And the email was, it was in French when I got a translation in English. The, 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 the title of the email was Ditching School. What, what was it again? Ditching school. When you go ditching school, okay. School. All right. I read, I read, I read this email. It said, this morning, yesterday I couldn't ride the bike. It was raining and I didn't want to go in the rain. Today it wasn't raining, so I took my bike at 8.30 a.m. to my work. It's a three, it's a two-mile ride. When I when I hit the front of my de of my office, it, it wasn't long enough. I didn't enjoy the bike. So I took a tour around the block. After 10 tours around the block, I said, it's not enough. <laughs> said, I took a tour around the next three blocks and it, it was something like he said 10.30 a.m. he said okay now I'm gonna quit the city and go by the countryside which he did all day long and he, and he came back home at 6 p.m. he never stepped a foot in his office and he said that's the first time as an adult that I ditched school thank you very much <laughs> you see that's why we made those bikes for this purpose pure freedom for the people to forget their troubles their little problems of, on the daily life and reach a place where they are genuinely 100% happy. That's why motorcycle is just a tool. It's a tool. Do you think, do, you mentioned about the iron horse thing. This is, I just, for whatever reason, I was just thinking how much I feel like that represents sort of the old American cowboy and a horse thing. You feel like it's very similar? It is. When you, when you watch the movies, if I don't tell you where we shot them, you will tell me it's made in the U.S. I thought it was. I thought it was, actually. It was Spain or something? That's... No, 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 no. It was made in Spain. Yeah. In South of France. Okay. I mean but just how it looks has that open uh, that open spirit. That, that's nature, Right. 
big trees, big mountains, lakes, forests. It looks like it could be anywhere in the States, right? And of course, we're inspired by this. That's why we, we like to be, if we are to be called something, we like to be called the modern cowboys because we don't have the hat, but we do have the horse for sure. Yeah. It's an iron horse. I mean, I, 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 I feel that. I see that. We took to them. Believe me, it's crazy. But I took to my bikes after a long day ride. I thank her for still being with me. Yeah. Yeah. And I say this to the clients. I say, you might take me for a fool, but you will get to that one day. And they all get back to me uh, after a few months. Now I'm talking to my bike too. We get so familiar with it. It becomes like there's no way that you can mistake it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Of course. That's a beautiful thing. That's, once again, this is exactly what we look for. We don't want this to be just an object made of metal and leather and whatever. It has a soul by itself. It has a DNA. And the idea is to mix this DNA with the DNA of the pilot. And they, the two become one, and that's where you reach this genuine state of happiness to me. And when you say, and this is interesting to me, when you mix it with the, that of the pilot, how, what qualities or aspects of the person do you try to imbue into the bike, and how do you do it? Any. I'm gonna give what you are some examples? Yeah. Any. Uh, this English gentleman called John, he's a friend of ours now, came to us for a bike. He's living in Paris, working in the advertising industry, a brilliant guy. Looks like a dandy, but he's a super rock and roll guy. Because uh-huh. when you see his arms, he's got a lot of tattoos, and, and when you see how he behaves in the club, he's a rock and roll guy. Okay. So we said, okay, we're going to have to build a bike that looks dandyish, but with a bit of rock and roll attitude in there. How can we do that? Dandyish, like a guy who might wear a tweed suit or something? Exactly. Okay. Okay. But, but I would never go in a club with him because he's going to end up in a fight, maybe. <laughs> He's going to go back to his uh, office and work with uh, the best clients like Louis Vuitton or whatever and be a super gentleman. This guy sounds super cool. Maybe he's listening. You guys, you sound pretty fucking cool, man. I love him. And the thing is, after a few exchanges by email, he mentioned the fact that he was born in Birmingham. UK okay. Birmingham. And there happened to be, back in the days, a UK brand called PSA that were building rifles and motorcycles. PSA standing for... Birmingham small arms. Wow. They, they used to build rifles and motorcycles. So what, what like back during the war or something? Or, exactly. yeah. If you have seen these uh, TV shows from uh, Peaky Blinders. Yeah, I know that one. Yeah. The PSA factory. Okay, okay. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. But, but at the time, after World War I, they were only building rifles. They started building bikes in the 50s. And then, of course, the Japanese killed them. Honda, Kawasaki, so they had to turn it down. But the PSA were the coolest bikes ever back in the days. So what we did is that we found a BMW friend because he wanted to go on the road and for us a BMW is super reliable. You can, if you break apart, you can find it easily because you got dealers in Europe everywhere. Okay. What BSA is super hard to find. But we found a BSA tank and we transformed the frame so that it would accept the BSA tank. And the BMW and BSA became the BSW. <laughs> and it was a perfect mix of gentleman attitude and, and, and German rawness. Interesting. Interesting. And, and, and and this guy, his, his job as an advertiser is to find the best sports for the brands. Like McDonald's, come as you are, that kind of stuff. I showed him the bike when it when was done because our clients never never see the bike before it's done. And he, he said, oh, it's nice. It's, I love it. He said, yeah, now wait, wait for something. This tank was born in the same place as you were born. And then he looked at me and said, I never said that, but I'm going to say it, speechless. He said, I'm never used to not find the perfect quote because that's my job but here there's nothing I can say and then he took the bike and he left that's what happens that's amazing man those moments are magic for us because 
The guy we have in front of us. That's amazing. 45 years old, super power man with a lot of people and business that make millions. They are kids on a Christmas day. Yeah. I'm telling you. And that's what we love. How long do you take to, uh, on average, to put one together for someone? Let's, we work on five bikes at the time, all the time. And Is it just you two guys? You and you? Wow. No, we, no, hold on. We have suppliers like a painter, okay. a seat maker, and a welder. Okay. But most of the welding now is done in-house by Hugo. But first place, we used the services of a very good welder, and he taught us, and now we got the material. So let's say the welding is 80% done in-house and 20% by him. Okay. But the creative, the design is you two guys. Yeah. Yeah. Just the two of us. And it takes us five to six months to build five machines. Because we completely, 100% dismantle the bikes, the engine, everything. There's no more bolts and screws together. We clean everything, we change everything, and then we start from scratch, and then we adapt the tank, which is of course not um, supposed to be mounted on that bike. So that's why you will never find a BMW tank on a BMW bike. Okay. Never, ever. So I was just going to ask if there are certain things that you always do, or certain things that you make sure to never do? Yes. We make sure that we never repeat ourselves. Really? Okay. Every Every bike is completely unique. Check the website now. Yeah. Around 55 bikes, none of them is the same as any other. And they're all trying to, to fit to the, the person. Always. There's always a bit of... To their personality, to whatever. personality. Whatever they're interested in. Another, another, okay, another story then, so that you can understand. An English, another Englishman living in the UK this time, another John, comes mm-hmm. to us and say, I want to commission you for a bike. Okay. And then there's a list of things to get to know the people. We have a list of questions like, what kind of music do you listen to? What kind of food do you eat? What kind of memory? You ask them all those things. Yeah. Music, food, everything. Yeah. Uh, where did you live? Where were you born? Because uh, you see, where, where you were born can define the bike. And in this case, we also ask, what kind of colors don't you like? What kind of colors did you like? He said, I hate red. And what was your favorite game when you were a kid? He said, I used to collect French uh, stickers for French soccer team. I said, what? We, I had that when I was a kid. I was in France. He was living in the UK and he was collecting French teams. I said, why did you collect French team soccer not English? He said, because my father was working all week in France so he would give me the French teams. Okay. He would buy them in a, in a 7-Eleven something like that. I said, okay, good to know. And he said, I hate red. I said, okay, good to know. <laughs> then I go in a swap meet on a weekend and I see this vintage Honda tank red with a sticker of one of the best French team. That's fucking crazy. Back in the 70s. It was it's so perfect. Monaco, like Monaco the city. But in the 70s, Monaco was the big soccer team. So it was 20 euros. I buy the, I buy the tank from the old man, take a picture, and say to John, I said, John, don't look at the color of the tank. Just look at the sticker on the center of the, of the tank. He said, okay, let's go for this one. Because he knew what it was. And he said he hated a red bike. And you can go on the website, on the BMW section, you will see a UK tracker, and the tank is red. And he's riding it. Even though he said he didn't want any red. Because he loved the sticker more than the color. So we knew it was made. Wow. So do... That's what we do. Are you... I'm just guessing. Are you personally a, a big fan of things like from the like late 60s, 70s, that sort of thing? Just, yeah, everything. Movies, everything. What are some influence? Do you have any influencers that, that influence yeah. your work? Like, what would it be? One of them is uh, the military influence. I love, and Hugo and I love, we, we, we are not in favor of war, making a mistake. We sure. love peace. But we love war outfit from whatever country it is. Japan, Bomber jackets Japan, and whatever, yeah. Swedish, French, 
German, Italian, because it was meant to last. It was built to last with a proper design back in the days. And you have the patina that comes with it because now we are in 2016. So yeah, we love that. Couldn't agree more. I'm, I'm Hugo likes U.S. workwear, so like vintage Red Wings. Yeah. Like Oshkosh, overalls, and stuff like that. So that's our inspiration for outfit, for sure. As for as for the rest, we are inspired by vintage trains, vintage sailboats, vintage uh, radio flyers. You know what? Oh yeah, called? sure. The the, the, yeah, uh, the, the really yeah, yeah. radio flyer little um, what do we call those? Tro- yeah, yeah. Uh, the red toy on, things. And when you go on a swap meet, you use your um, radio flyer to put all this, the, the things. So around your shop, you carry oh, move yeah, shit around on exactly. that. Oh, that's cool shit. So, <laughs> yeah, we have, we are inspired. I don't say we hate the future, no, because we live with our present and we love the future, but we like what was made back in the days when it was meant to last. Today, if you take an iPhone, in six months from now, or in a year from right. now, it will die on you. Right. And you will agree with that. You will be okay with that. Right. Okay. Well, it's I time. Need to buy another one. No, it's not okay. You should be able to fix it. First, it shouldn't die after a year. Right. So what I love with my 1973 Iron, Iron Horse, which I Iron Head, which I ride here, which I just bought. You built it yourself, or you bought it? I see it over there behind the bushes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a 1973 1000 CC Harley Davidson in in not mint condition, but running. Yeah. So I asked. It's running. because it's supposed to. And then yeah, because and it's 43 years old and it's still running. Do you know what I mean? I see here a clear up pious. Do you think it will still rain 40 years from now? Shit, I'm no. Sure. Probably not. I'm not sure. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. We, as a human being, have this capacity to build things meant to last. And then one day, the marketing team came and said, guys, if my car, if our cars last 30 years, we are in trouble because people will never change their cars for the next 30 years. Right. So let's make them obsolete in the next five years. So, so they buy a new one. Yeah, that's, that's what it's all about. So, and that, that story started with uh, the guys from Philips. You know Philips? The brand Philips? And the boats? Oh, okay, right. One day, an engineer came to the founder of Philips. In his office, said, uh, Sir, I found a way to make our boats last... Like 100 years or something. 1,000 hours instead of 100. Yeah. And he, he, here is the formula. The, guy, the legend said that the guy put the formula, put it in a vault, and never used it. Yeah. And to the question, why would you do that? He said... Because then will not consume my loves anymore right the last too long he had a point but I just don't agree with that point right so, and here you go you like things that last tell a story come with a patina dent dust crashes because they tell a story they do did you do I have a, a bunch of things in my mind do you have um, I'm curious do you have do you guys you guys seem to have and I'm, correct me if I'm wrong do you have sort of a, an affinity for the culture in this country I feel like there's a yeah, I feel like there's. An, I mean, I mean, I'm asking. Yeah, what do you, what do you think that it? What do you think that it represents? That's that it is it the that sort of cowboy freedom kind of yeah. uh, spirit. I'm gonna tell you why I'm in love with LA and less in love with New York, for instance. Okay. Are you here for on vacation or? or? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, I'm okay. So go ahead. Yeah. Just curious. Uh, basically, you see the sky all the time because the city is very low. The buildings are low. So you see the, the sun, and you have sun every day, but you see it. And the nature, especially here in Venice, is everywhere. It's like a jungle. In New York, it's just skyscrapers. Yeah. It's it's a bit... Claustrophobic? Yeah. yeah. For me, yeah. I don't say I hate New York. I say I love New York. For a little bit. Yes. 
<laughs> so what, what I love about this country is that when you take a, a ride, it's going to be epic in the next five minutes. When I see a Chevron gas station, it's epic for me. <laughs> That's cool. Because it's, I wasn't born here, so it's like being in a movie. Yeah. When I hit Laurel Canyon, it's epic for me. When have, I hit the PCH, it's epic. For that's me. beautiful. Have, have you have you gone like outside of here into my like, small town America though, like into the middle of, a, no, of the country? No, no, do you, no, but that's do you want to? Yeah. yeah. We, we want to go and see the Midwest. We want to go and see the small towns, like maybe yes, uh, and see how it is there to understand better American culture. Yeah. I've, I've I love and Hugo loves photography too, and my love. For photographs, go to William Engelstone. I love William Engelstone. So, like New Mexico, for example. Yes. Yeah, and Albuquerque. Guys, they had this passion about the architecture of the U.S. back in the sixties. Mm-hmm. It was simple and, and plain to me. You know the motel signs. With the right. And stuff. Oh, I, I, they're beautiful to me on it's Route sixty six. I agree. I agree. Absolutely. Of those guys, so now when I see it for real, I'm stoked. People from here don't understand, but I am stoked when I see a barrier stone. Yeah, yeah, with the, logo, the horse as, as, as big as a building. I just love it. Yeah, My it's beautiful. From here, just pass by it and, and say, Okay, it's just a barrier stone logo. So no, it's not just a barrier stone, it's a barrier stone logo. It's a dream for me. Because it's something that I've been dreaming of over the last three years. Because it was somewhere in my mind, my subconscious. Because I was, I became enabled with those images. Yeah. You know? That's what informed I me. With chips. Um, <laughs> I did too. Yeah. Chips, Eric Estrada, and exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, when, when I take, uh, the PCH, I thought of the chips guys. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and I see, and I see the, the the gray concrete in France. Our highways are black. Okay. You have gray highways. And I mm-hmm. like this because it's so different for me. My eye is not used to that. Right. So everything is an eye catcher here. Everything. Everything. The trees. How would you, just out of curiosity, like, so how would that inform you? Let's say, let's say it's a, instead of an English guy, let's say it's a guy from here or somewhere in America. Well, let's say here, right off the, right off the top of your head, what would you do differently in making a bike for, an American as opposed to an English guy. Would you know or do you need a lot more information than that? No. First thing, I would do it not billet because that's something that you Americans love. You like it very plain and billet and super slick. So I, w- I would like to be shocking and I would go for rusty and dented. For what? Rust and dense. Oh, wow. That's cool. And then, yeah, I, I, I would... Rust and dense. So it's a little bit worn. It's a little bit broken in. Yeah, it has and then, it has some soul. And then, and then because we're French... Maybe I'd go for a French tank of the 50s, like uh, those brands called Monet Goyon or that kind of or Automoto. And I would try to fix a French tank on an English, on an English, or on a bike supposed to, to be ridden in the US. Because if a guy came to us, maybe it's because we're French. Maybe he wants this French touch yeah. in his build. Yeah. And we would put a lot of French touch in there for sure. That's super cool. Yeah, yeah, that's what we do. Did you, like, what did you, as a, as a kid or, or growing up, did you, uh, are you are you an, an artist of any other kind, or, or do you, did you do anything creative before you started building bikes? I was really you good at Lego, really good at art. Yeah? yeah, I was super good at Lego. I'm planning to go to Legoland, by the way. <laughs> to Legoland? Yeah, yeah, Down yeah. in San Diego, I think, or something. I don't know. I think it is. Yeah. But I'm gonna go there for sure. So you built huge like Lego sculptures, like oh really? Yeah. What like, I would do, back in the day, do you have pictures of it? No. Shit. No. 
But back in the days, there were no um, collaborations between Lego and the big trademarks as Lucasfilms or, or uh, Marvel Adventures. Today, when I, when I get into a toy store, I wish I was a kid because I see the Lego... Millennium Falcon or whatever. Like you got the Death Star and the X-Men fighter and the TIE fighter. I, back in the days, had to build them myself. I remember building Lego spaceships. So cool. Yeah. And I wanted to have my own Luke Skywalker and my own Darth Vader, so I would paint my little um, 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 Lego, like, how do you call this? Uh, we just say Legos, characters. pieces. Oh, yeah, yeah, that characters. I would paint them in black to look like Darth Vader, and then I would try to build the X-Wing fighter myself. Yeah. Not as successfully as Lego would do it now, but at least I was trying. Because you're, built, you're just, all you have are square pieces that aren't and perfect, you know? The right color, they went right. Gray, yeah, white, they red and yellow and whatever. And yeah. <laughs> It wouldn't matter. At least it would have kind of the shape of the equal yeah. fighter. So this is how I started. Then my, my father, who was a kid, he, he was a grown-up, but he had the spirit of a kid, and he would be aligned to remote control cars and boats and, and, and planes. So he created a club for kids to build remote control cars and stuff. Holy so shit. You're, you got to be grateful to your dad so for that. Yeah, I that's amazing. I would have tools in my hands, and then we would build... Like not to scratch, but but with um, those uh, pre-made cars, but we will beat some cars, motorcycles, boats, planes, helicopters. My father and I, my father had in the end thirty, three zero uh, toys like that he built. With me, that you yeah, you yeah. both built mostly him, but yeah. with the help of yeah. you're a kid, you don't have the patience to build. You you want to use it. Yeah. You have to build it first. Yeah, yeah. So you go through the first phases where you build it. Then you play with it, you break it, <laughs> and then you fix it. Because okay. your father tells you so. And then came the one, the best TV TV show ever, MacGyver. <laughs> right. Right. But that MacGyver was my hero. He had an eye the creative genius. Absolutely. And I said, okay, I want to be this guy. And, and take a mix of all this, blend this. And it's it's true. That is a mix and of those. It, it, and it brings to understand better how we mix all these different parts of different culture and different brands and build our own machines because it's a mix of all this I guess it's just wanting to do something that you have in your mind and that you didn't see before yeah and because you have the craftsmanship to do it you can achieve it yeah but in the end the bike that we build are never seen where never seen before and some find them nice some find them ugly but we don't care because we made them so that's what matters most. We are yeah. happy with being the makers of this bike and make the client happy, of course. So you get up every day and work, and it's not work. I'm going to be kind of sorry <laughs> to say so, but I'm afraid I have the right. I'm Pepe Le Pew. I get up every day with a hard on. <laughs> you could, dude, you could say worse than that on this show. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go in the workshop, see my best friend, and together we're going to move forward on the ongoing projects and... What happens between the morning and evening is that the bike will have evolved and we will see this. And, and at the end of the day, we will be able to say, the only two persons who made this are Hugo and I, nobody else. We owe this to us, nobody else. When I was working on the internet, I had an idea and I had to go through the artistic director and then the graphic designer and then the programmers to make it happen. So my idea was depending on the knowledge and the... Collaboration, or so in the process, it, it probably you it got lost quite a bit. When, when and I was about to say between the idea you have and the guy who tells you, okay, this idea I can do this, I can't. Mm -hmm. you, have, you are bonded 
to his limits. Right. And maybe maybe he can, but he just doesn't want to do it. So right. Because he doesn't like you. Right. Or whatever. On that day, he's a lazy, it's a lazy day for him. He doesn't want to do it. And then so you, you're screwed. The beauty with what we do is that we're not screwed because we are the only ones to decide what we can do and what we can't do. Like I said previously, we know our strengths, we know our limits, and we play with this. And we create a frame, and we just act within that frame in which we are 100% free to do what we have in mind. That's why we never go through Photoshop, for instance, before thinking of a bike. Because on Photoshop, you can do whatever. Right. Just then, when the reality hits you, it can be very bad. Because you realize you can't do what you had in mind. So Interesting. We never do that. Never, ever. Because on Photoshop, you can be the best bike builder ever. So there's a, an element of improvisation as you go along then. Yeah. All the time. We, like, like people do say in Venice, we go with the flow. Yeah. Never, That's right. We do go with the flow. <laughs> We go with the flow. For instance, there's a bike. The latest that we featured on the website called the Skull, S-R-O-U-R, which, which means Black Magic. We, the bike was ready in our mind two years ago. And we started to complete it over the last two years, and then we stopped because there was a problem. We needed to place a battery for the electric start, but we didn't want the battery to be seen. So we, and we wanted to place it underneath the tank, and the tank was, of course, not wide enough. Underneath the funnel was not wide to, to welcome... It wouldn't fit. It was just too, yeah. And we then met people working in the electricity industry who would build batteries for electric skates, um, Toyota, Prius, okay. and, and Tesla also. And we met those crazy scientists who were super busy and, tell, and told them, that's what we need as a power and that's the, pl that's the room we have. Can you make a battery out of it? And after a year and a half, they came back and said, okay, that's your battery. And then we could complete the project. Wow. And now, if you look at the bike, you will see there is no battery. I think there is one. But you can't see it. It's impossible to see. So you had them, it was the scientist who, who designed the batteries for Tesla and that sort of thing? Designed one for you guys? Okay. They are a let's call it an electrophysics laboratory. Okay. And their clients, among others, are Tesla from time to time. I see, I see. Okay. okay. They're not working only for, for Tesla, but they... Because the project was good, and we told them, we have no money, I'm sorry. So okay, we'll do that on the side, don't worry. But they have barely time for that. So that's why it took them 18 months instead of two weeks. But in the end, they came back with that battery, and then we could finish the bike. Okay. And the client was open-minded enough to be patient, and we told him, it's worth it. Because in the end, they're going to have a bike that nobody can have. Yeah. And that's the truth. They have a bike that nobody can have. It's fucking amazing, dude. <laughs> so sometimes, if, it's, if it has to be long, it, it will be long. Yeah. We make no compromise, ever. And uh, and just you two guys and you guys at this point, if you wanted, if you wanted, you could probably just kick, stand back and hire other people to do the work for you. But that's not what happens. No, it's not. It's yeah, we don't want to be because you genuinely love it. Yeah, we want to direct our hands only our hands. The trouble starts with others. I, I've had fifty percent below me. I was a team manager, fifty percent, and I was like a school teacher. Oh, you didn't come today. Why didn't you come? Oh, you are, you're angry with your schedule. Okay, let me see. And in the end, I wasn't working anymore to produce a value. I was working to make the human relationship smoother between each other. Yeah. And sorry to say so, but I'm not meant for that. Yeah. No. Yeah, so the the creativity goes out the window and you become a manager. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And a manager manages human beings, not ideas, not prediction. Yeah. And I'm not meant for that. I'm not you, good at that. You're, not, you're an artist. That's no, no, no. yeah, you are, dude. <laughs> it doesn't, but there's not. That doesn't mean the two can't be the same. Yeah, well, but artists to me can 
It doesn't mean that you're wearing a black turtleneck and. Uh, that's my point. You know what I mean? But that's. <laughs> but you know what, dude? That's actually the whole fucking point of this show. Is because yeah. I agree with that sentiment, and I and I I like uh, I, and I want to celebrate guys that no, they really are artists, but it's not like that. That doesn't. These are guys who, like you, like this guy you're talking about, this uh, English guy who. Uh, yeah, the guy who can. Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't think, you know. I just, that's the whole point of it. I just, I hate that image that you just brought up. I resent it. I resent it. And, uh, and I, and I think, you know, fuck that. Yeah. Fuck that. But you did say fuck that. So I, you know, and you're, (laughs) that's why you're on. And I love that you're on. You're perfect. This is exactly what I'm talking about. And the guys that are listening to the show feel the same, you know, I hope they do. that's what it's all about. What I love is that everybody feels the same because it's not about the attitude. It's about the genuineness of what you can do and not do. Accept once again, accept that you, I'm not good at everything. Right. And be good at what you are. If you're good at what you are, you will be a better person. You will be a better husband, a better father, a better friend, a better human being. I'm, I'm convinced of that. Yeah. I'm convinced of that. Yeah. It's a, if you have seen the Greasy Hands Preacher. Yeah. I was going to bring that up. It's a, it's a, it's a Greasy, the Greasy Hand Preachers. Yeah. That's a documentary, right? Yeah, about you guys. And you guys are in it. 19 minutes long. And, we, and I'll post something about it when, yeah, you know. Yeah. We went interview other bikers, not only us, of course. And this guy named Shinya Kimura, I got the biggest respect for the guy because he, he created a new art of bike building in Japan and now he's moved to the US. And at, a, at some point in the movie, he says that because the bike that he builds, he builds only a bike a year, one a year. Wow. One a year. By himself. By hand, yes. And because the bikes are a prolongation of who he is, mm-hmm. he realized that if. An extension, an I guess? Extension, yes, yeah. Sorry. That's okay. No, but that's exactly what Same. It is. It's an extension of, him, of himself. And listen to that because when the guy said so, and, he, and when we watched the, the movie in the theater, everybody was stoked by this right away. He said, I realize that the bike is an extension of me. So if I want to build better bikes, I have to be a better person. Okay. When, when you hear that in Japanese, coming from a Japanese guy who is super shy and doesn't even look at the camera when he says so, you realize that... He has holds the truth in his hands. The truth is exactly where, where, where he's standing now. What he says is the truth. Be a better person and whatever you will produce will be better. I completely agree and it's a little bit of a different take on it. But I, I think that uh, whatever the case may be... Uh, um, because this, this this is about everything. I've talked to actors and whatever. And, and uh, for, for that, we'll give that example. Yeah. The way that they live their lives, an, an actor, or uh, the experience that they've had in their lives, but the way that they live and or express themselves or, and uh, and fully engage in life and feel life yes. informs how well they are as, as whatever they do, as an actor or whatever it is. So exactly. that's how you feel with what you do as well? best friend who's here right now playing Paddle Denise mm-hmm. a French actor, and, and we ride together and stuff, and we, we share the same point of view. He, as an actor, he only goes with his feelings. Yeah. That's what he plays with. Yeah. And he says, the older I get, and I think the better I get as a father, as a person, and I realize I get better as an actor. And he's a very good actor. Yeah. He's a very famous I think the fact that he just said that tells me that he's a good actor. I mean, you don't want to say who it is. You don't have to. That's okay. No, no, no. no. That's fine. But yeah. He's my partner. So it's the same philosophy, and, and you... You have this from a guy who has dirt on his hands, yeah, grease under his nails, and he says the same philosophical sentence. You realize that this is the truth. 
there's nothing else here but this. That's exactly you fucking better, right. Then you, you will make better. Really. If you are a better person, you whatever you will make, it can be an interview, it can be a song, it can be a game of tennis, it can be a motorcycle, or it can be just a hike in the mountain. It will be better, it will have a better flavor. Because you will enjoy it more, because you will be more complete as a human being. You know what I mean? Yeah. And make no mistake, I'm, I'm not a guy who believes in karma and stuff. I, I don't believe in that. I just believe in being a better person. I'm not trying to convince you to become... Um, Buddhist or whatever. Yeah. I don't believe in religions and stuff. I just believe in human being. I'm a humanist. Really. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm just... Uh... <sighs> I don't, you know, when you say that, I, I think maybe we should we should start to wrap this up. I think that's about the most. I'm serious. <laughs> that that pretty much sums everything up. I mean, that's that, yeah, that well, makes me so happy that you're on the show and you were saying these things, well, and, and you're completely aligned with with uh, with why I'm doing this and what and uh, and why people listen. So, and uh, well, I, I thank you for saying those things. And, 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 but I like more human beings to think the same way because we have just a little few right now. Unfortunately, we are the rebellious. Yeah. It's like in Star Wars, we are the rebels in the forest yeah. against the Empire. But at least we make the compromise. We do what we love, and that's what matters most. And we harm no one. We harm no one. Yeah. And that's what matters I fucking most. love it. Do you, yeah, you know what, man? Do you, so <laughs> I think that's good. I mean, do you have, um, is there anything that you thought maybe I would ask, or maybe that yeah. you wished you could have talked about, or that maybe I would have yeah, mentioned? I, think, I mean, I mean if, you're, if you're through with the questions, I'm. No, you know, it's not It's not even about questions as much as a conversation, and I think you just capped it off in the most perfect way right there. <laughs> I love it. Do you, uh, so what's your website, and do you, where can people find you? It's just Blitz on, uh, the Instagram is Blitz, right? Blitz Motorcycles? I think it's Blitz Motorcycles all attached. I'll post it on there, but it's also one of the coolest Instagrams I've seen. It is. I'm posting it up. This one's super cool. Come on, they're gonna see it. Nah, people, will, people will be into it. <laughs> no, no, no. Let the people judge about that. But no, no. We are just once again. All you, all we do is genuine. So uh, you can find some pictures of the Palatine schools where I used to play in, in, in the, within the day. And you can find a picture of this iron head that I just bought to right here. Yeah. And then you will find some pictures of the unwing projects in the garage and. But, but yeah, I mean, it's just a part of uh, our daily life. We like to share it with people because people like to I, share their daily life with us. So, well, it makes sense. I find it really inspiring, dude. And you're living, you're living, you're living the perfect life. And uh, you're, so, you're, you're, you're leading by example. And you just uh, told know, us how. No, no, yeah, you are, man. This guy, Becker. I, I want, I'd love everyone to have known Becker. I mean, he's gone now. It's sad, but he gave us the guidelines. I'm so happy, actually, that I met a guy. Some hey, guys will never find their mentor in life. Some will, will live their life without ever meeting a mentor. I had a chance to meet a mentor. Yeah, talk about that for a minute before we go, because that's actually a huge uh, thing, not just for creative, but for, for men in general, because yes. I think, and uh, this is a, a thing that I really believe in. I mean, in our culture, and when I say ours, I don't mean France and the United States. I mean Western culture. Um, we don't have an initiation into manhood so much anymore exactly, right. you just we just kind of glide into it and we just kind of look around and get, i guess i'm growing up now exactly. and and so there's nothing there exactly. uh unless you, maybe you go into the military or something like that then that could be you yeah, could say that's but but it's not in the culture right that's a small uh exactly. percentage and, and, and that's so bad because the old ones the the ancients they have many things to teach us that's 
And once again, this guy, and he never meant to be a, a teacher of life to me. This mentor, Becker? Yeah, but yeah. He never meant to be my mentor. He happened to be. I realized that after years. But I just realized that when I was talking to him about, first, of course, the mechanics, because we would build bikes together. And then when we had, when we had to go on the road in, the, in his car to retrieve a bike that we had bought for a project for a friend of ours, for instance, we would spend time together talking about life. And then at the end of the eight hours drive, I would come out of the car and said, Oh, I just realized that he enlightened me a bit more about what my future life might be. And then when the question came of switching life, because that's what I did, I shifted. And I talked to him about it, and I said, Becker, do you think it's a good idea to quit this wonderful job I have in the internet, being well paid, and, and go and try to make a living out of mechanics? He said, I don't think it's a good idea, but do you want to have any regret? When you hit 50 and then you can't do anything anymore because you have a mortgage and you have kids to raise. Mm -hmm. No. And so do it while you can. And you'll see how it goes. And if it's too, just not good enough, you can still go back to your previous life. And the thing is that when he passed out and we went to his funeral, uh, he was 70. So there were people that he got to know when he was 20. And we never met those bunch of friends because they were living outside of Paris, outside mm -hmm. of France for most of them. And then there was this wonderful woman, because he had two girlfriends. He was handsome. He was super good. <laughs> oh, really. And a, obviously a really charismatic, cool guy, too. Yeah. So. And he had two wives. But that's the way he lived. So he was like the Dosakis guy, basically. Exactly. <laughs> and I don't think it's a good thing to do, but... Yeah, that's what he did. And one of his wives was there for his funeral, and uh, we never met him, met her, never ever. He, he would mention her name, but never met her. And when, when we arrived, she came to me, run us by and say, Hello, you are Fred? I said, Yes. She says, I know you. You don't know me, but I know you. I said, Why would you know me? Because I'm Becker's, one of Be Becker's wife. That's how she introduced yes. herself. Wow. I said, Okay. And she said, It's okay. I know he had another woman, and we talked about it, and I was okay with that. Okay. And I said, but how, how would you know about me? And, and then she pointed Hugo, pointed all the friends around and said, this is Cyril, this is Hugo, this is him. This. I said, but you know all of us. She said, yes, because Becca was super proud of all of you. Oh, my God. What? That's going to make me cry, man. I said, well, what are you talking about? <laughs> there, was, there was this TV show where we were interviewed and, and we brought the cameras to Becca's place because it was important for Hugo and me that the people know where we're coming from. So Becca was part of the interview. And of course, when the interview was done and it was featured on TV, because I don't give a fuck. But the truth is that he showed this interview to this woman three times on, on the internet. And he was very proud to be part of this interview, but he would never say it. And so she said, yeah, Hugo, um, Becca was very proud of Hugo and you, of what you became, of what you created, even though he was always mocking us. Like, oh, the bliss, the king of marketing. And that's why he would say, you're the king of communication, the king of marketing. I see your face in newspapers, but you're never at the workshop. He would, he would teases a bit but that was his job right yeah but the truth is the truth is he was super proud of us and he never had any kids and we were his kids in a way and I and, and that's where I think that I realized that he was a mentor to me he was like a father to me because yeah. I was like a son to him yeah and I love this feeling of transmission of him showing us the path right whether we're gonna go or not he doesn't care at least he did his job he showed us a way right we decided to go the same way but he would not judge me if I had decided to stay on the internet and keep 
my passion for mechanics as a passion. Right. But I decided to make a living out of it. Maybe it would have done differently, but it was just simply proud of this. Proud of this. Yeah. And being proud of someone, genuinely proud of someone, is super rare once again. Yeah. And I, I, I say that I, I can say that I will be accomplished myself one day when I will be super proud of someone genuinely. So I, my, 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 my thing here is that the next step for me might be to become a mentor. I was just going to ask if you, if you, yeah. And or a mentor, yeah. a guide for someone. That will happen. I'm not, I'm not in a hurry for this to happen. But the day that happens, my first thoughts will go to Becker. Because for sure, I will step in his feet. Yeah, step, step in into his shoes. shoes. I will step into his shoes at that very moment. When it's right. Yes. And for you and for the, and the for, mentee. And for, and for the, the young yeah, guys. Right. Kind of. exactly. The apprentice. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that's my feeling about life also. Transmission. You need to give. <laughs> to receive, you need to give. He gave me, I'll give back one day. To someone who deserves it for sure. So I will choose patiently and, 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 and drastically. And the, the choice will be drastic. There will be no failure. I will have to choose the right person. But yeah, it's like magnets. You get attracted. That's exactly right. You get attracted. It's we are attractive. It just happens. Yeah, no it's just we are attractive. It's in our DNA. I'm sure. Dude, so, yeah. this conversation went to places <laughs> yeah, I never, I never, and uh, no, please don't apologize. Right. I, I couldn't be like more it. happy with yeah, it. Yeah, I, I just, I'm, I'm blown away. And I mean, I and I almost, say, I'm just talking. I mean, I'm not even talking about this fucking, sorry guys, I'm not even talking about the fucking show right now. This is a great conversation. I'm just so glad that we were able to share it with whoever hears yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I, I hope that the, the, the people who are listening to our comprehensive with this kind of thing, I don't want them to be sad because it's not that big. No, it's not. I'm very happy of what well, People that will hear the right thing if they need to hear the right thing, and, and they'll. But um, do you happen to have a? Would you mind? Is there uh, maybe a photo of Becker I could put up there, uh, or that yes, you might have? You can send it to me later, and I'll put it on the blog. You don't have to right now. Sure, I'll see him right now. Sorry for the guys who are not connected But well, it'll be up there. Triumphandisasterblog.com. I'm gonna show you so that you see. When I say he was in some, I, there's no lie here. You're gonna show. You're gonna see. Becker would appear on them. Yeah, I had one. I had one as well when I was younger, and uh, and uh, I, I think about him all the time still, man. And I haven't seen him since I was probably like twenty three or something like that, or twenty four. I I think so. Yeah, I think so. I haven't. That was him. See? Oh Jesus! That's a picture we're gonna have to put up. This guy's a stud. <laughs> He's super cool. That would be a great one. Yeah. Because I want to, I want, I want to respect him, give him a little tribute since we talked about this. So I'd like that. I think so. Yeah, and I understand. All right. Well, dude, thanks so much for taking a little bit of time out of this vacation that you're taking here, and uh, I really, really enjoyed it, and I am thankful. And we'll we'll keep in touch. And um, thanks, man. That's it. Highly appreciate it. Okay. So that was Fred from Blitz Motorcycles, you guys. I really, really encourage you to go to the blog and check out. I posted a bunch of videos, which are so cool. They're just so cool. I'm, really, I mean it. Triumphandisasterblog.com. Go there. Check them out. Um, and you'll have links to his Instagram, the Blitz Instagram, all this stuff. It's just super cool. And I really, really encourage you guys to uh, to check that stuff out. And um, yeah, like I said at the top, I really I love this conversation. I, I really loved it. And um, if you guys... Like what we do, what we're doing here, if you could just take a second to give me a rating and review on iTunes, it just helps to promote the show. Um, I appreciate it a lot, and we'll see you next time. Triumph and Disaster.